Hello, welcome back to Easton Cast. This is the second episode of my podcast. Um, on this episode, we will be talking about my f- personal favorite year for music, 2016. So, let's get started. So, my sure is multiple reasons why this is my favorite year for music. Reason one is, like, four of some of my favorite albums of all time came out this year. Actually, if I think about it, let me count, like, there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 wonderful albums came out that year, and everything about the, like, music and, like, pop and everything during that time is very nostalgic to me, and, uh, 2016 is when I started listening to music, kinda, kinda, um, like, not when I started listening, you know what I mean, like, seeking out music and stuff, and, I don't know, it's just a good year for music overall, my personal favorite album that came out that year was probably Blonde by Frank Ocean, um, for obvious reasons, I don't even need to get into it, if you want to know more about why I like Blonde so much, I talk about it on my first episode of the podcast, and also, it's just wonderful, everything he does his whole no drum thing on most of the album is great too and it's like it's mind-blowing how he does it and like there's no music really out there like it and then we have the life of pablo great album it's one of my favorite kanye albums it's probably your like third or second in my favorites it's just everything about the album is great it has like this gospel feel to it that's like not too much Kind of like what he did on Donda, but I think he does it better on Life of Pablo. Like, it's, uh, he he does it better than Jesus is King, for sure. And he's also trying to balance it all out with, like, his personal life and stuff, too. Like, the Life of Pablo, his whole, like, which one thing, it's all very symbolic of, like, this feeling Kanye was going through where he couldn't tell who he was, and all the different sides of him, like Pablo Escobar, Saint Pablo, Pablo Picasso, like, all those three sides, like, he's an artist, he's always in the media, he's, he's, he's a genius, he's, he's a good person, he's just great, and, like, everything about, like, that album expresses that perfectly, like, that album even got him into controversy, it, some of the best music he's made in a while for a lot of fans um not me though i i think i think he's always made great music and he'll never stop he never has there's just different eras of him i feel like and then we got a seat at the table which is my 10th fair album all time i think or my ninth i can't remember exactly where i put it it's always changing but it's it's in my top 10 for sure it's great album Solange does a great job it's my personal favorite album by Solange and then we got Lemonade great album she should have got the Grammy for best album it's a shame she did not and she definitely deserved it and yeah the Grammy snubbed her it and then we have Atrocity Expedition which just turned five years old today as a recording this uh September 27th 
and it's a wonderful album. It definitely still holds up. Everything about Danny Brown's flows and the energy and the beats and just everything just comes together nicely. We have Coloring Book as well by Chance the Rapper. Um, the last good Chance the Rapper project. I wish I didn't have to say that, but it's true. Uh, the Big Day was the biggest disappointment of ever. I've always been a fan of Chance too, and ever since the Big Day, just can't look his music the same. But Coloring Books is great for what it had going. Like there was a bunch of classics on that album. It got him in the media more, and like Kanye's production really helped into this album. Um, then we have Untitled Unmastered by Kendrick, showing once again he's the best rapper in the game, easily. Like, even his scrap tracks off of To Pimp a Butterfly are, like, good enough to stand on their own and better than most people's music out there, and that is crazy. And it even has a story to it, like, a separate story from what the life of Pablo was going for, but it kind of builds on to that same story, like, the same narrative of you can't take... I mean, To Pimp a Butterfly, did I say Life of Pablo? Whoa, okay. To Pimp a Butterfly was going for. Like, you can't take something so precious and then just exploit it. Like, that whole, like, some symbolism of pimping a butterfly. And then we have Views by Drake. This is, this is one of my favorite Drake albums. I feel like if he cut out four songs, it'd be better. Doesn't really matter which four. Um, but it's, it's a good Drake album. It's pretty solid. Um... Not the best, not the worst. Like, it's it's up there, though. And then we have Crybaby and Hellboy, both by Lil Peep. Um, two mixed tapes he put out at the time. Um, Lil Peep was one of the best artists alive, and people may disagree, but he was. And he was renovating the game, and he never really got to see his vision fall through. It, like, it, I feel like if he was still alive, we would have had this whole separate genre that he was trying to, like, create. And we would still, like, be seeing that kind of, like, moody, like, emo rap alt stuff, like, still in the mainstream as it was, like, when he was doing it. Like, my favorite, out, those are two of my favorite mixtapes by him. It, he's just so good. And I wish he was still here with us. And then we have Starboy by The Weeknd. Great album once again. I don't think it's as great as The Beauty Behind the Madness. His album from the previous year. Or House of Balloons. I think it's one of the weaker Weeknd albums. But still pretty good. Has some good hits like Starboy, obviously. And then we have um, the last track on that album. Which is with Daft Puck. Daft Punk. I can't think of what's called right now for some reason, though. Then we also got Bottomless Pit by Death Grips. No skips, as always, with Death Grips albums. Um, It's not their best album, again, but it's... I like it. It's a, it's a good album. What can I say? Um, then we go into my favorite songs of that year. I got one, two, three... So I got 11 there, but I meant to do 10, but I I can take one off real quick. 
Boop. Okay, so my 10 favorite songs that I want that year is uh, 30 Hours by Kanye West off of The Life of Pablo. Um, it's probably my favorite track off the album, if I'm being honest. Either that or No Parties in L.A. No More par- Parties in L.A., I mean. Um, 30 Hours, it just has, like, a vibe to it that you really can't get from any other Kanye song. Like, you could ride out to that, like he was saying, like, it really doesn't get, you don't get bored of the song either. It just keeps going, like, I can replay that for 30 hours even. And then we have Ivy by Frank Ocean. How does he do it? There's no drums. All the basses with that guitar loops and his beautiful voice and, like, how can one person make a song that good? I don't understand. I don't understand how he just sat down and was like, yo, this is what we're doing. And then he did it and it sounds that good. And I might be overhyping it, but I'm not. So whatever. Then we have Don't Touch My Hair by Solange. Great song. Um, One Dance by Drake. One of my favorite Drake songs. Like my favorite Drake song from that period of Drake anyway. Um, we have Nights by Frank Ocean. Great turning point for the album. And it's just a great song. Like I can listen to that all day. Just that build up and transition alone is enough to listen to it for. And then we have Really Doe. And by... Uh, wow, why can't I think of... Danny Brown. That's my favorite song off of Electricity Exhibition. I feel like everyone does their part. Kendrick does great. Earl Sweatshirt does great. Um, Danny Brown does great. Everybody's just doing great on that song. And then we have Famous by uh, Kanye West. The only reason I include this was because of all the drama it, the song stirred. And I also really like the end of the song where with the boom... Boom, uh, be, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, it's just great. Like, everything about that song is pretty thought out and good. Like, he, it's definitely a PR move, for sure, on his, his part. And then we have Sorry, not the one by Justin Bieber, but the one by Beyonce. Great song. And, dang, it really makes me think she should, she could do better than Jay-Z, but, like, they worked it out, so I guess it works out. And then we have Dangerous Women by Ariana Grande. Great song. It's up in my favorite for by Ariana Grande for sure. And this is kind of a short podcast, but I'm just giving reasons for why 2016 is my favorite year for music that I have lived through at least. Like I think everything about that year was pretty good. We had some good hits, we had some bad ones too, but like that's how every year goes. I feel like the good hits like made up for the bad ones. And there was just so much competition. And m- most of those albums I named are in like my top 200 albums for sure. Like, I don't know. It's just a good year. Good year for music anyway. Um, that's all. So I really don't have anything else. So we'll catch you next week or whenever I decide I want to make one.